Hello everyone, welcome in live nationwide and around the world to Ron Sedge each day, getting closer to Christmas. We have a big show for you this week, my first guest from KC and the Sunshine Band. KC will be joining us with a brand new Christmas CD. Then later on, Mark Wahlberg will be here, the host of Temptation Island. Beautiful actress, our friend Donna Mills will be joining us. And then we have Captain Ron Nielsen talk about his book, How to Overcome the Fear of Flying. Next hour, big star. Michael Buble will be here on the show. There's a new show on Investigation Discovery called The Interrogator, and the star of that will be here, Detective Phil Waters. Kimberly Strauss will be joining us from the Wall Street Journal. Her book is called The Resistance, and then we'll talk toys with Elizabeth Warner. And that's all coming up this week with Ron Sedgy today. We'll be right back with KC and the Sunshine Band. Hello, this is Wayne Allen Root, relentless conservative warrior, middle-class warrior, and always Trump warrior. I have a message for my fellow patriots across America. President Trump is making America great again. He's the only president in my lifetime who is keeping his promises, and his biggest promise is to build that wall. President Trump can only do it with our help. If Congress won't fund Trump's wall, we will. President Trump is one man against the world, and what globalists and socialists around the world want is clear, open borders. It's time to take a stand. We either build a wall, or it's the end of the greatest nation of world history ever blessed by God. That's why I founded the Root for the Wall PAC. 63 million Trump voters together will raise the money President Trump needs for the wall. Anyone who donates $100 or more will get a beautiful commemorative wall brick. Display it proudly. Call 844-ROOT-WALL. That's toll free, 844-ROOT-WALL. Or go to rootwall.com. We will build this wall together. Call 844-ROOT-WALL or go to rootwall.com. Root for the Wall PAC. Pay for it. It's responsible for the content of this message. Not authorized by any candidate or candidates committee. Rootwall.com. Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time. You guys have a great product, and I tell my friends about it, and I was actually talking to a guy the other day I just met, and he, he takes them. So you put out a great product, and I want to thank you and your, your organization. I just started using it, and my family's already seen the difference. And I have uh, health issues. I have fibromyalgia, asthma, but all of a sudden everything's clearing up, and I'm feeling better, and my skin's better. My brother said I look 10 years younger already. Wow. Okay. My vision is clear. I already see the difference. People are seeing the difference, and my doctor is seeing the difference. Experience the balance of nature difference for yourself. For a limited time, you can receive a 30% discount and free shipping on your first preferred order of Balance of Nature. Call 800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. Gotta guess who that is. You'll be surprised when you find out. Now, here's the surprising part, okay? Now, this is from a brand new CD of 12 new cuts. Actually, there's some new and some traditional done by a group that absolutely is fantastic, but I think this might be their first venture into this. Joining us right now is our pal who's been with us three times just this year. It's always good to have 
from KC and the Sunshine Band. KC, Merry Christmas to you, my friend. Merry Christmas to you. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is this not the first time you've done this, KC? Uh, it is. It's we've we've been doing a couple of the songs that are on the album uh, in live shows uh, for quite a few years now, and I just decided to finally. You know, go ahead and put out a Christmas CD. I never had done one, always thought of doing one. And I've just been in this uh, creative mode the last couple of years or whatever. So it's really, I guess the timing was right. You know, I mean, this is the first one, and uh, maybe I'll do a follow-up at some point. Well, you know, the first I heard of this, the first thing that came to my mind is what a year. Because the last time we talked, we talked about your CD that retook all of the songs from the 60s that you like. Correct. I, I remember the great version you did of the song that you and I both like, Oh, How Happy. Yes. And, and, you know, that was such a great CD, continues to bring back memories. And now here we are at the end of the year, and you surprise us again with another piece of work that is different than what we're used to hearing from Casey and the Sunshine Band. Uh, it is. I mean, I'm just I'm exploring a lot of different areas and things that I haven't ever done before, going a little bit out of the box. Yeah, great. Um, I think it's very what Casey and the Sunshine Man is, actually, the whole album. And, um, you know, there's a bunch of, of original stuff that's getting ready to come out soon that's, uh, that teeters on out of the box, too. And um, I'm just, you know, I'm just... Um, in a creative mode, and uh, there's a lot of stuff to come, a lot wow. of stuff. That's so good to hear. Now, let's talk about some of the songs on the CD. Now, you have some of the traditional holiday favorites, including yes. The Little Drummer Boy. I love your version of it. Santa Thank Claus you. is coming to town. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Then we go beyond that with some new stuff, songs that you've written, like Jingle Bell Boogie, the right. After Christmas song. I love the name of that, the After Christmas song. Yeah, I, I kept thinking, you know, there's not a song for After Christmas when Christmas is all done and everything. So uh, it just kind of popped into my head. I said, yeah, I'm going to write a song called the After Christmas song. What time of the year did you do this? Did you do this a few months back? I started it in um, January of this year. Okay, so the reason I asked that question is because a lot of times people used to tell me when they do Christmas CDs, like Andy Williams told me, what he would do is he'd do it like, you know, like in July. And so they would right. like decorate the studio in Christmas and have hot chocolate and decorations and everything else, then get out and get in his convertible and go home. But you living in Miami, getting your convertible and go home even during Christmas. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, we didn't decorate the studio or anything like that because it was just a process over you know, eight months or whatever it was, seven months. And uh, it, it, was just, it was just fun doing it. It was fun putting the whole project together. I kind of got a little cr uh, crunched near the end and, and wasn't even able to record a few more songs that I really wanted to be on the album. But uh, I was very pleased with, you know, the way it turned out and had a lot of fun doing it. And it was just, just a, a great project. And I'm really, I'm really happy about it. I am, too. And not because we've been friends for a long time, ever since our meeting at the Atlantis. But the fact of the matter is, I'm excited about what you've been doing. The, the 60s, as I mentioned earlier, the CD, is great. I mean, you've done a great Thank job you. on some of the traditional songs. In this Christmas CD, you have the Unity on the Bay Choir from South Florida doing the background chorus. I do. I actually brought them in on the 60s album. Uh, they, they sang on Blowing in the Wind from that album with me. Um, I, I was introduced to them uh, through Terry Desario about four, three or four years ago. And uh, we did a little thing at their church or whatever, her and I. And uh, it was the first time we had sung together in over 30-some-odd years. And uh, they were just a great, 
your group of, uh, of, of individuals or people. And um, so it was just natural for me to call them and ask them to come sing on this album with me. Mm-hmm. I think it sounds great. I mean, I love this thing. I've been playing it since I got it, and it's really done very, Thank very you. well. And it was recorded down in your hometown of Miami. Yes. Now, I heard a rumor that this whole thing came about by a buddy of yours saying to you, you know, there's never been a Christmas CD done the Sunshine Band style. And that was the beginning of this. He actually said, why don't you write a song like like Jingle Bell Boogie or something like that? And I thought, well, that's an interesting title. I love that title. And um, so right away, within like an hour or two, I had written a song. I think I was on an airplane somewhere, headed somewhere. And... uh, I sent the melody to a friend of mine in the U.K. who uh, does production, and he uh, uh, did up a track for me or whatever. I, he sent the track back over to me. Then I brought the band in, and we played on top of the track. And uh, voila. Voila. Jingle Bell Boogie was born and, and the Christmas album. Wouldn't it be something like if 50, 60 years from now, all of these songs, including the After Christmas song, I love that. And Jingle Bell Boogie became a classic, like White Christmas. I mean, and your legacy would well, go would on. Well, that would be great. That would be great. That would be great. Yes. Now, you got a pretty uh, stringent schedule coming up. Let me just mention a few dates here, ladies and gentlemen. December 31st, KC will be at the Thunder Valley Casino in Lincoln, California. Then on the 13th at the IP Resort and Casino in Biloxi. Seminole Hard Rock, Hollywood on the 19th. Ocean Reef in Key Largo on the 20th. Yes. Okay, very good. Now, there'll be no more dates announced, though, I'm sure, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, there's a lot more dates yeah. coming up. What is the website again? Uh, it's KCSB. Dot com or Casey and the Sunshine Band dot com. What are you going to do for the holidays, Casey? Um, I'm having just my normal visiting with friends and stuff like that. And um, then Christmas night, I ho- have a um, huge annual Christmas party at my house. Um, it started about four or five years ago, and because I figured no- nobody has anything to do Christmas night, so I throw a big Christmas party on Christmas night. Great idea. Now, again, I want to mention the fact that the new CD is A Sunshine Christmas. Great name for it, because not only is it part of the band's name, but it comes from the sunshine city of Miami. Right, and, and the song on there that's called A Sunshine Christmas, I was thinking, you know, here's this song called White Christmas, and it's like written about, you know, living with, you know, and, you know being having, you know, a white Christmas, but... Some of us in South Florida and other places around the world, we don't ever have a white Christmas. We have a sunshine Christmas. So that's kind of what that song is. It's kind of a take on white Christmas, but it's a sunshine Christmas. It's what, it's what we see on Christmas Day and what we feel. Now, Casey, I've been down in Florida for 25 years. I know you've been down here your entire life. Have you ever yeah. spent a Christmas in the snow? Um, I have. I, I mean, I've traveled a lot. My, my sister lives in Maryland. Um, I have spent Christmas in the snow, and it's... Um, I love the snow. <laughs> I just I don't get to see a whole lot of it down here. That's all. You only love it until and it's great to visit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. You only love it till about December twenty sixth, and then that's yeah. about it. <laughs> then it's right. back to the sunshine. Well, Casey, I urge everybody to go out and get your CD, and it's well, available you. on iTunes, Amazon, uh, all over the place. It's called A Sunshine Christmas. It is the very first Christmas CD of our friend Casey and the Sunshine Band, and I will attest to this because we're playing it on the show. It is done very good. It brings the spirit of Christmas and a happy, joyful feeling when you listen to it. That's the most important part. 
Thank you. That's the whole idea of it. Well, Casey, you know I don't have to tell you this. You're always welcome here. Have a marvelous Christmas and a happy new year, my friend. And thank, thank you. Same to you. Thanks for your friendship and so many hours of great listening. Great. Thank you so much. Thanks, Casey. Bye. Our guest, Casey, from Casey and the Sunshine Band. New CD out right now, a Christmas album entitled A Sunshine Christmas from KC and the Sunshine Band. Boy, I tell you, you talk about something revolutionary. Thank you, and have a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. You do, and we'll talk in the new year. KC. Merry Christmas. Hi, this is Ron Seggi, and I want to share an experience I had. I'm a classic automobile enthusiast, and recently I wanted to change the color of one of my most treasured and rare cars. I got a quote to have it painted and almost fainted. The cost was terrible, and they couldn't guarantee satisfaction. That's when I called Sinzu. I had seen expensive cars like Bentleys, Lamborghinis, Rolls Royces, Cadillacs, Mercedes, vinyl wrapped, and they looked better than paint and more resistant to the elements, and a whole lot less expensive. Sinzu explained to me that paint replacement you can make a green car red with finishes that cannot be achieved with paint. Some of these wraps include carbon fiber, camouflage, 3D, and embossed textures. And boat owners, Sinzu wraps more boats than anyone in the country. Their licensed, insured, and professionals service the country nationwide. And their warranty in the industry is the best. Check out their website at Sinzu.com. That's Sinzu.com. And make your car or boat pop with a new look. As a mother, you don't want to have to worry about this bill is coming, but then she needs this chemo. That's a decision you shouldn't have to make. At St. Jude, a family never sees a bill at all. It's like the world has been lifted off of your shoulders. The treatment doesn't get any better than what you receive at St. Jude. It saved my life. It saved my daughter's life. It saved our family. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures. Saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. As a mother, you don't want to have to worry about this bill is coming, but then she needs this chemo. That's a decision you shouldn't have to make. It's a huge burden lifted financially, and so it allows you to give singular focus to your child. I've never known a hospital that takes care of their patients so thoroughly. That was the first thing I was like, how are we going to do this? When they told us that we didn't have to pay a single bill, I was like, wow. They pretty much have saved us. It's like the world has been lifted off of your shoulders, and now your focus is supporting this child. There is not another hospital like St. Jude. The patient care is unmatchable. It saved my life. It saved my daughter's life. It saved our family. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures. Saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. It's pretty amazing when you consider that seven years ago, we didn't have the treatments we have now. We cure 80% of children with cancer. Go back 50 years, we were curing 20 to 30%. This is the miracle story of modern medicine. We understand what makes this cancer tick. And of course, without donors from around the world, this just couldn't happen. There's one thing we're focused on, and that's beating this thing. 
St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. We're back live all across the USA and around the world. You're listening to Ron Seggi today. Well, our next guest is no stranger to radio and television. He, of course, uh, has been part of Antiques Roadshow, as well as the show Russian Roulette on the Game Show Network, The Moment of Truth on Fox. He had a great show that the game plane that was the first actual game show, which was shot on an airplane that was in flight, and he toured with The Price is Right, the live traveling game show, and now Temptation Island. Thursday nights at 10 o'clock on the USA Network. Joining us right now is Mark Wahlberg. Hi, Mark. How you doing? Good morning. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Thanks for joining us today. I think this is the first time you've been on with us. It is the first time. Thanks for having me. Well, we've got to change that in the future. There's no yeah. doubt about it. Yeah. Now, Mark, I can't wait to talk to you about Temptation Island. Okay, this show is really bringing in all kinds of viewers, and the reason being is pretty obvious. For those people who are not familiar with the show, again, on the USA Network, Thursdays at 10 p.m., this actually is a social experiment for couples, kind of at the junction of their relationship that could be a little testy, and they're going to give single life a try. Tell us about the premise of this, because this can't end up good, Mark. (laughs) Well, now hold on. Could end up good. Good, Sometimes it does end up great. Okay. Um, Four couples were at a crossroads in the relationship, come to the island, they uh, agree to be single again. They are living in separate villas where there are 12 singles of the opposite sex waiting to get to know them and date them. And at the end, they come back together and decide, the original couples come back together and decide, do we want to be together or is it time for us to go our separate ways? So it is, to some degree, a social experiment. It is absolutely sexy and crazy, but it gets really deep and really introspective, and hopefully by the end of it, the people involved learn more about themselves. Okay. Now, this takes place on a very romantic location, the Hawaiian island of Maui. So we're not talking like really a bad district of Connecticut someplace, you know. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about something that could really, you know, change things. Now, there are three options here, I understand. Couples leave together, right? or they leave one of the island's tempters, they go with them, or they break up and go home alone. So That's right. what is the track record so far, Mark? You know, I, I don't I don't really keep a chart on it, but last season we had one couple that came to the island together, left together, and got engaged. The other couples broke up, but one of the guys from the other couples met someone and fell in love and got engaged. So two engagements, three breakups, and one together. Okay, I'm missing a little bit here. In other words, are there any of them married or just No, couple? no, no, no. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Because, you know, you said it so quickly, I thought, wow, that's, that's a really... That's the whole point of this is that these are couples that are in long relationships but have not committed to the next level oh, marriage okay and once you're married it's a different story so before you're married is the time where if you're going to figure things out this is the time to figure things out i would imagine there's a lot of people that get their nose out of joint if they're on the short end of the stick on this deal you know mark well listen it's an emotional roller coaster for everybody involved sure and what happens i think for these couples is that you know when you're in a couple you start to relate as a couple so when you come on the island you you remember what it's like to be just an individual, and in that comes some revelations. And at the end, they come back together. They've either grown apart or they've grown together, and that's really the way it goes down. You know, The Bachelor and Bachelorette came out of Temptation Island, actually. We were there really? originally in 2001 on Fox, and then The Bachelor came up after that. Uh, but, you know, it really doesn't matter. It's semantic. You know, there have been many different relationship shows. Are You the One, X on the Beach, Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise, all of those shows. And 
our staff of producers have come from all of these different shows and, and certainly bring a, a wealth of wisdom. Mark, where do you find the couples? Who volunteers for this? Same you... as any reality show. We put out a, a casting call, essentially, and we field interested parties from all over and then winnow it down by you know evaluation and interview and seeing if, in fact, they are truly a couple and, in fact, what they're saying is real and if they want to do this, and that's how we find our people. Wow, it's pretty interesting. Now, you have been married, somebody told me, like 31, 32 years? 32 years. 32 years. Okay, so you are the godfather of advice on this deal, I would assume. <laughs> you know, I'm only the godfather of advice because I'm the oldest one on the island. <laughs> um, that qualifies. What qualification do I have? I, I have absolutely none. I'm a TV host, but I, I do say that I probably failed more times than they've attempted. Really? You know, by virtue of how long I've been on the planet. And, you know, I've been married for 32 years, and, you know, my wife and I work on that and um so any observation or advice or anything you hear on the show that comes out of my mouth is from my own personal experience and and is worth exactly what people have paid to see yeah well that's a very good attitude to take you know off the subject for just a moment you're on the board of directors of goodwill southern california and that's a pretty nice uh, situation there because that helps a, a lot of charities you're on the world poker tour it gives back to a lot of charity tell us about that you know, I'm on a few boards, a few charity boards. I'm on We Spark Cancer Support Board. I'm on uh, Goodwill Southern California and, and some others that I am involved with. Look, I've been really grateful that the work that I do allows me to support. You know, it starts out as uh, I'll MC somebody's charity event, and then I end up on their board. Right. And then, you know, <laughs> the po- poker thing is um, it's really a hobby. I, I play uh, poker here and there, and when I can play charity events for uh, you know, poker events for charity, I'm grateful to do that. So I just look at it as, you know, I've been very grateful to have the career that I have. Um, and if I can be involved in these charities and, and, and help, and, you know, in the case of Goodwill, we're taking people who are dependent and making them independent, helping them educate, train, and place them in work. And then we spark cancer support. That's for the whole family. I don't think there's anybody that's listening to this that hasn't had, hasn't been touched by cancer in one way, shape, or form, and so I feel really strong about helping them out. But, you know, in general, um, I feel better when I'm able to give back. So, you know, it's a little selfish pursuit for me. Well, you know what? That's great. I mean, somebody in a position where they can and does is fantastic, and I commend you for your work in the uh, area of social awareness. That's very cool, Mark. I'm, the other thing I want to do, because I realize that you're all over the world and, and uh, I believe, involved somewhat with the Armed Forces. Right, on right. Now, my son is a Navy pilot, so oh. uh, I just want to send my support and thanks to all of those listeners who have uh, who are given service and um, and providing our safety and and freedom. Well, when you see your son or talk to him next, you tell him that we appreciate all of the service that he's doing to the country. Is he a jet pilot? He flies the E-2 Hawkeye. He's a tailhook pilot, carrier-based. Uh, he wow. escorts the jets out. So he's um, the communication base for the for the battle. Oh, how cool is that? I know you're proud of him, and you should be. I am very proud of both my kids, but he's the one in the, in the service. In the service. Very good. Well, it's on the USA Network, Thursdays at 10 o'clock. It is called Temptation Island. It's hosted by our guest and friend, Mark Wahlberg. Hey, Mark, you're a good guest. Come back and join us anytime, and I invite everybody listening to my voice to watch the show. And uh, will you come back and join us again sometime? Absolutely, Ron. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. Have a nice holiday. Take care. Okay. Mark Wahlberg has been our guest. The name of the show is Temptation Island. It airs Thursday nights at 10 o'clock on the USA Network. Cool show. Thanks, Mark.
Well, thank you very much, Ron. I will. Thank you, my friend. Bye-bye. We're going to take a little pause, but there's more to come live all across the USA and around the world. You're listening to Ron Seggi Today. We're back live all across the USA and around the world. It's Ron Seggi Today. Well, Christmas has come early for me. This is my lucky day. I not only get to talk to one beautiful actress, I get a chance to talk to two beautiful actresses. Things are looking up here on the Ron Seggi Show. And joining us right now, talking about a show that is absolutely, I think, very, very cool, Mood Swings. Joining us right now is Donna Mills and Crystal Hunt. Hi, Donna. Hi, Crystal. Welcome to the show. As I mentioned before, we in the air. Donna, you and I have done this before. It's nice to have you back. Thank you. And uh, Thank you. Crystal, I'm hoping that this is the first of many visits that you do on the show. Nice to have you here, dear. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Now, the show is called Mood Swings. And as I think about it and watch the show, which I think is fabulous, it's been said to be a cross between Golden Girls and Friends, and it has some of those characteristics to it. It really touches a subject. The way it's been combined, it's hilarious. And Diane Cannon is in it, too. For those who have not seen it, I urge you to do so. But the story takes place by a recently divorced mother and her eight-year-old son. The husband goes out, makes a new life for himself, and the mother can't make ends meet, so she rents rooms. At her Malibu mansion. <laughs> Great premise. <laughs> and Crystal, you wrote this thing, did you not? You executive produced, created, and wrote it. Yeah, I did. How'd you come up with this idea? Because it's perfect. Uh, thank you. Um, well, I have always been a very, very big I Love Lucy and Golden Girls fan. And I guess I'm sort of bummed that there isn't anything really like that out right now. And Donna and I were doing Queens of Drama together, and we all had to pitch uh, different treatments. Um, as to what we would like to see on the air. And uh, mine did not get chosen. However, it was something that I really wanted to see happen. And, and she never gave up on it. Gotcha. Yeah. You know? I mean, she just, even though it wasn't chosen for that show, she just kept on. She, she loved the idea. She just kept working at it and, uh, you know, brought it to fruition. Which is, you have to give her a lot of credit for that. <laughs> it's not easy no. in this business, and she really did it. No, you boy, Donnie, you hit that right on the nose. You know, the consensus, I think, of the general public is that, boy, you know, you get this idea, you go on television, and bingo, bango, and it's over, even for big stars like yourself. But it is not an easy process, and there's a lot of obstacles in the way. Correct me if I'm wrong, ladies, I think the hook on this whole thing is the fact that this is taking place in Malibu, okay, because if it was taking place in a lesser, let's say, um, prestigious neighborhood, there's a lot of people that fall into that category. But to be able to keep up the mortgage payments on a Malibu mansion and doing it this way seems a little bit more unconventional, don't you think? Yeah, and I think it's it's more fun to watch, For too, sure. You know. Well, well, and also when you think of a divorce, too. Well, first of all, Sarah, she goes from daddy's house to husband's house. So... You She's know. never worked a day right. in her life. Correct. Right. So how to handle bills, like bills, what are that? What are those? What are, how do you, how do you, what is, you know, what all does that entail? So I think she was sort of, you know, blindsided by something she didn't really know existed. And naturally, the thought was downsizing, even though it might be daunting. But the truth is, when you have an eight-year-old who's already gone through, you know, the trauma of a divorce, the last thing you want to do is also take them away from their home. Mm-hmm. So I think it's kind of the way of also, even though it's the hard route, also trying to um, 
think of the right thing for your child as well. The other thing that really kind of made me laugh when I first saw it is that you put an ad in Craigslist for female roommates. Now, normally, mm-hmm. nothing against Craigslist. You very seldom see, do you want a roommate at a Malibu mansion on Craigslist? You know, so... <laughs> All, all of these things. Conventional really, way to do things. Yeah, it's not you know, it's not like say, hey, look, can you make GoFundMe things so that I can pay off my Rolls Royce? You know, it's kind of in that kind <laughs> yeah. of a situation. It's a fraudulent ad for sure. Yeah, Donna, you play, of course, the mother of, yep. of a Crystal, and Diane Cannon plays the aunt. What uh, do those roles entail? Well, this one, uh, I just need to be pushy. <laughs> <laughs> Donna, you say that with a laugh. Is that a stretch? <laughs> not at all. No, it's, uh, you know, it's fun. The way she's written it is, is really fun, and it's a fun, fun character to play. And, and I love it because she, you know, she tries to, you know, take over her life. She really wants her to, you know, do it the way she wants it done. And, you know, they butt heads all the time. And uh, Farrah doesn't always want Mom around, but Mom stays anyway. And, and, you know, is trying to get her married off again, of course. Sure. That would be the best thing. Um, but like that every Southern mother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, doesn't, that doesn't work out right away. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just a lot of fun. And, and she wrote a very fun part for me. And, I, you know, I, I hadn't done comedy for a while. And um, it, it's fun to get back to it. I started out doing comedy. I did a comic, comedy series with Larry Hagman. When I first came to California. Really? I didn't know that. I knew that you studied ballet a long time, but I didn't know that you did a comedy. Yeah. Yeah, it was a comedy (laughs) called The Good Life with Larry Hagman. Oh, that's right. I do remember that. You know, Donna, you and I talked about this once before when you starred in Play Misty for me back in 1971. I was a disc jockey at that time, okay? And, boy, that movie scared the hell out of me. i got to be very honest with you. And somebody sat behind me that knew who I was and said, I didn't look comfortable through the whole thing because, boy, what, what an intensive movie. It, it, that really was. Great job, though. Great job. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That was a very nice job to get early in my career, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You yeah. know, uh, both of you bring so much to the table, and I'd love to talk about all of that, but we would be here till uh, you know, after the first of the year. Crystal, you... <laughs> You you were involved in pageants at two years old, and your pageant talent was acting. That's kind of interesting because normally it's a violin player or you know a twirler or dancer. How do you have a pageant where you what do you do? Recite some parts of a show or a play? Yeah, they didn't really um, do as much of that until I like the older pageants at two. You know, it was more about, you know, it's like Little Miss Sunshine. You know, it was more about the sportswear, all the different divisions. Uh, you didn't really have a talent division at that age. At that age, you were just, you were. I didn't you, even know this about her. Yeah, you see, were just see, killing see, it if you could walk, you know. <laughs> I mean, and um, I was a ham. I mean, we, I think Donna, well, Donna got to see it in the show. I mean, that was really me and one of my pageants. And. I was such a ham. I'd wave at everybody and blow kisses. And um, my grandmother was actually the one who got me into it um, before she passed away. And she was a dressmaker, so she made all of my pageant dresses very frilly and fluffy and over the top with matching little glovelets and hair accessories. 
So, yeah, I was I didn't, killing I didn't it know that, but it doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Donna, just think, if you wouldn't have been on the show today, you would have never known that about Crystal. See what you've learned? I know. Already? I know. Thank you for educating me. <laughs> right. If, and if, to the world of Crystal. If, yeah. yeah. I mean, I can. I could just have a plethora of things that I could throw out there, and you would be saying, gee, this is a new Crystal. <laughs> Speaking of, yeah. uh, Crystal, you uh, live in, or you used to live in Clearwater, Florida, not too far from where we originate this show in Orlando, Florida. Oh, well, I actually, uh, my whole family is there. In fact, I will be in Orlando this Friday for Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. Oh, right. I am an annual pass holder, and I am a grown girl that loves Mickey. Well, I've known I go a, to Disney quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know a lot of grown girls that like Mickey. I personally am a big fan of uh, Goofy, but that's just my personality, so I can't go into that too far. Hey, Donna, I, I must tell you, though, it's nice to hear your voice again back on the show, really, because uh, we had such a great time. I was listening to an interview that you and I did a couple of years ago, and I said, i got to get Donna back, and here she is, all right? So it's always oh. nice when you're here, too. Oh, that's nice, nice to be with you. The show streams on Pure Flix, correct? Right. It's correct. on demand, so even though... Uh, one of these, the season finales coming up, you can go back on demand and all these different apps and see any show you want on demand at any time that you want to do it, correct? Absolutely. Now that they've aired, uh, yeah, any episode that has been released, they're released every Thursday. Uh, yeah, we have all seven episodes already released and our finales on Thursday. That sounds great. Pure Flix. Well, it's a great show and uh, you did a great job, Crystal, and Donna, of course, anything that you're involved with goes right to the top on my list, and I know on millions of other people, too. And uh, it is called Mood Swings. It stars Donna Mills, Crystal Hunt, Diane Cannon, and a lot of other guys, but we won't mention them. We're just going to mention the pretty girls, okay? (laughs) It's an Italian thing, so I have to bear with me a little bit. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Thank you so much, ladies. You put a lot of sunshine in a lot of our lives, and especially in ours today. So thank you. And please, both of you, join us again, okay? Don't be strangers. Absolutely. Won't be. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Donna. Thanks, Crystal. Two lovely and talented ladies, Donna Mills and Crystal Hunt. The show is called Mood Swings. It streams on Pure Flix. And there's more to come with Ron Seggi today. Hi, this is Ron Seggi, and I want to share an experience I had. I'm a classic automobile enthusiast, and recently I wanted to change the color of one of my most treasured and rare cars. I got a quote to have it painted and almost fainted. The cost was terrible, and they couldn't guarantee satisfaction. That's when I called Sainzu. I had seen expensive cars like Bentleys, Lamborghinis, Rolls Royces, Cadillacs, Mercedes, Vinyl Wrapped, and they looked better than paint and more resistant to the elements and a whole lot less expensive. Sainzu explained to me that paint replacement you can make a green car red with finishes that cannot be achieved with paint. Some of these wraps include carbon fiber, camouflage, 3D, and embossed textures. And boat owners, Sainzu wraps more boats than anyone in the country. Their licensed, insured, and professionals service the country nationwide. And their warranty in the industry is the best. Check out their website at Sainzu.com. That's Sainzu.com. And make your car or boat pop with a new look. Nationwide and around the world, you are listening to Ron Seggi today. A few months back, our next guest was with us, fascinating individual, and we asked him to come back, and I just told him before we went on the air, I could talk to him for hours and hours and hours. He is an Air Force Academy graduate with a tour in Vietnam. He accumulated over 20,000 flight hours during his career as a commercial pilot flying a Boeing 737, 
and also has a book out called How to Overcome the Fear of Flying. It's available on Amazon. I'll tell you how to win a fearless flight class with him on the website. Joining us right now is Captain Ron Nielsen. Hi, Captain. How you doing? Hey, Ron. I meant what I said. I could talk to you for hours because I love airplanes, and I actually really love the commercial airplanes. But uh, there was a time, and I'm not too far away from that right now, I'm working on it, that uh, the fear of flying does enter into the equation. Tell us about the 60 million people in the United States alone that have fear of flying and how to overcome it. Because there are things that you go through and take off and the claustrophobia that really helps people understand the whole concept of what's going on. Well, we, you know, the way we are wired as human beings, we, we tell ourselves stories. That's how we understand the world and how we express it and share it with others. And so when we have things that, that, that for whatever reason get off of the wrong foot in our brain, we make stories up about that. So flying with all of its unusual sights, sounds, and sensations can be one of those things that provokes thoughts that are uncomfortable. And once I tell myself a story like that sound can't be good or that sensation can't be good, then I build on that. And now I filter everything related to flying through that same filter. So now if, if I have an inherent belief that flying is dangerous, I'm going to notice things in the media and TV and, and radio reports about things that happen that are going to support that. And so what you've got to do is you've got to change your story, and, and in, in doing so, you change your life. And some of the presenting problems, the surface fears for people are takeoff, of course, because there's a lot happening on takeoff, a lot of vibration, a lot of noise, and, and turbulence. No one likes turbulence because it triggers that feeling of being out of control, which underlies most fearful flyers. And so... Uh, and, the, and the other thing about that, that drives people crazy is just the thought that what if I can't uh, maintain my own emotions and maintaining, manage my own composure? Uh, am I going to get taken off in handcuffs, you know? Yeah. And so all of those things go into that. And the book that is, is, is really organized, one, you don't have to read it cover to cover. Two, it's not just about me and how much I love aviation, which I do. It's about the people that I've dealt with over the past 32 years and what works and what doesn't work. And it's broken into three parts. One is about the psychology of fear and fear of flying. Two, it's about the basics of flight, how do, do airplanes work. And three, it's about coping skills and strategies. So you can open it up, find what you're interested in, and go right to it. And, uh, and if you, it, the, the uh, Kindle version has hot links in it, so you can go right to another topic that will expand your, your information on that. Or if you have the paperback version, you can just, it's got the QR codes, that little crazy little uh, dots and, and squares and all that. And you can uh, and, uh, take a picture of that, and it'll take your smartphone to that. So we, we made it so that it was user-friendly. You can take it with you and, and have guidance right when you need it. See, I think one of the big problems for people, and I can attest to this, is the science of flight, how it works. It's still very hard to conceive how an A380 can get off the ground. You know, th I think that's number one. Then you got the claustrophobia factor because you're not in control. When I'm in an airplane, I would be okay if I could drive it, you know, even though I don't know how. But, you know, psychologically. Absolutely. Yeah. And then flying over water. You know, for a long time, I thought to myself, flying over water, you know, maybe that's not as bad as over land because it could be softer, you know, in case of an emergency. Yeah. But the thing I really realized was flying over water doesn't give you alternative landing places as it would if you were flying over land. These are all things, apparently, that I have in the back of my mind that I'm part of that 60 million people who are not in fear. I don't fear flying. I just have an apprehension, but I love it. I truly love it because it's such a sensational thing. I think pilots 
pilots are. I put pilots up there in the top three echelon. I really do, because seeing how they can do this. Ron, I watch air disasters. Everybody asks me, why do you watch air disasters? Because it's pretty tough sometimes. But the reason I watch it, and tell me if I'm off base, is because it fascinates me, number one, how they can solve these problems with something as small as your fingernail and correct it. It's almost like, oh boy, this crash, unfortunately, taught us some lessons. Well, that's, and that's a great point, Ron, is the reason that the flying is the safest way to travel in the world today is, unfortunately, from what we've learned through some tragic lessons. If we maintain the same kind of diligence and vigilance in traffic safety, we wouldn't kill 40,000 people on the highways every year. That's why we don't have many accidents. And when we do, we get the most that we can out of that. And and you can, any aircraft accident that you will have watched when you watch those crashes will show you what we learned from it and a change that went into effect uh, either implementation in the federal aviation regulations resulted in training, maybe a design change in an airplane or, or how to get out of the airplane in an emergency. But you're right, that, that because of the forensics, you know, the, there's a fascination with forensic shows on TV. Forensics and aviation accident investigation were way before that. Yeah. And, and I think that's what you, one of the things that tr- attracts me to those shows because I'm, I'm also captivated by it myself. You know, you have a situation where you have different sights, sounds, sensations during a flight, and I'm assuming that the more you fly, the more you get used to those, because if you're not a frequent flyer, they become a shock factor. Absolutely. You're talking about exposure therapy. So so the two things that get people over it, and what I've learned in the 32 years here, are one, you got to do it. you got to expose yourself to it. But the main thing is you got to change the way you think about it. Because if you get on every flight and you were afraid the last time and you don't change your thinking, you're going to end up with the same results. So learning something, and, I, and I, I'm passionate about teaching. That's one of the things that drew me to this and is, is totally correct. And I just wanted to highlight one of the things you mentioned about flying over water and your curiosity and how your belief changed about that. And uh, that is also one of the most popular subjects for people. And we have a section in the book about flying over water. The book is called How to Overcome Fear of Flying. It's available on Amazon. And also, tell us a uh, fearless flight class. Uh, you could get a chance to win that, right? Uh, yeah. If, if you have any issues, you want to, for a 15-minute free consultation with me, you go to, to, uh, to uh, just uh, go to CaptainRon.com, or I'm sorry, CaptainRon at FearlessFlight.com, and, uh, and we can set that up for you. So, uh, but the website is FearlessFlight.com, and the book is at FearlessFlight.com forward slash book. Captain. Really, I'd love to have you come back and spend more time with us. I know you're on a busy schedule. Let's do it, okay? You're terrific. You bet. Thanks, Ron. Okay, thank you. Our guest has been Captain Ron Nielsen. Fascinating story about the ways that you can overcome the fear of flying. He was a pilot on a Boeing 737 with 20,000 flight hours, so he knows what he's talking about. And before we get into our second hour, I just want to remind everybody that you can check out our website at ronsegi.com. That's R-O-N-S-E-G-G-I.com. When you get there, on the home page, there is an icon that says, Listen Live. And if you hit that icon, you can hear our latest show on demand 24-7. That's ronsegi.com. Check it out. We're going to pause for a second. There is a lot more to come live all across the USA and around the world with Ron Segi today. Hi, this is Ron Segi, and I want to share an experience I had. I'm a classic automobile enthusiast, and recently I wanted to change the color of one of my most treasured and rare cars. I got a quote to have it painted and almost fainted. The cost was terrible, and they couldn't guarantee satisfaction. That's when I called Sign. 
I had seen expensive cars like Bentleys, Lamborghinis, Rolls Royces, Cadillacs, Mercedes, vinyl wrapped, and they looked better than paint and more resistant to the elements and a whole lot less expensive. Sainzu explained to me that paint replacement you can make a green car red with finishes that cannot be achieved with paint. Some of these wraps include carbon fiber, camouflage, 3D, and embossed textures. And boat owners, Sainzu wraps more boats than anyone in the country. Their licensed, insured, and professionals service the country nationwide and their warranty in the industry is the best check out their website at signzoo.com that's signzoo.com and make your car or boat pop with a new look as a mother you don't want to have to worry about this bill is coming but then she needs this chemo that's a decision you shouldn't have to make at St. Jude, a family never sees a bill at all it's like the world has been lifted off of your shoulders the treatment doesn't get any better than what you receive at St. Jude it saved my life. It saved my daughter's life. It saved our family. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures. Saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. As a mother, you don't want to have to worry about this bill is coming, but then she needs this chemo. That's a decision you shouldn't have to make. It's a huge burden lifted financially, and so it allows you to give singular focus to your child. I've never known a hospital that takes care of their patients so thoroughly. That was the first thing I was like, how are we going to do this? When they told us that we didn't have to pay a single bill, I was like, wow. They pretty much have saved us. It's like the world has been lifted off of your shoulders. And now your focus is supporting this child. There is not another hospital like St. Jude. The patient care is unmatchable. It saved my life. It saved my daughter's life. It saved our family. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures. Saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. It's pretty amazing when you consider that seven years ago, we didn't have the treatments we have now. We cure 80% of children with cancer. Go back 50 years, we were curing 20 to 30%. This is the miracle story of modern medicine. We understand what makes this cancer tick. And of course, without donors from around the world, this just couldn't happen. There's one thing we're focused on, and that's beating this thing. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. That wraps up our number one of Ron Sedgy today, but we have another hour to go. I want to thank my guest this first hour, KC of KC and the Sunshine Band, Mark Wahlberg from the TV show Temptation Island, Donna Mills and Crystal Hunt, Captain Ron Nielsen talking about his book, How to Overcome the Fear of Flying. Next hour, Michael Buble will be joining us on the show from the Investigation Discovery Channel and the host of The Interrogator, Detective Phil Waters from the Wall Street Journal talking about her new book, The Resistance, will be Kimberly Strassel. And then we'll talk about the toys to give your child this Christmas with Elizabeth Warner. That's coming up next hour with Ron Seggi today. Today.